0: Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Arya Hawani, back with another exciting episode of DC and Hawani. We got so much to talk about this week from RDA versus Felder to UFC 255 coming up this weekend and everything in between. But first, I want to tell you about a very special podcast that I personally can't wait to listen to and I think you'll enjoy as well. It's the Woj Pod, and today, my man, Adrian Wojnowski, of course, the legend, the GOAT of all things ESPN NBA, has released a three-part series about the discovery of the one and only Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, the two-time NBA MVP of the Milwaukee Bucks. It's an amazing story featuring all sorts of twists and turns that led up to the drafting of Giannis back in 2013. In this new series, Woj speaks to scouts, executives, agents, and even Giannis himself about the craziest draft story you'll ever hear. On top of that, if you don't care about any of this, you'll probably want to know and support it because my man TST produced this podcast. Yes, so go check it out. That's even more reason to listen to it. Again, it's a three-part series entitled... The Giannis draft, and you can find it by searching for the Woge Pod wherever you find your favorite podcast. All right, on to today's show, and as always, listener discretion is advised. Enjoy.
1: Now making their way to the microphone, DC and Helwani.
2: Remember, I ended up getting the Carl's Jr. You did, oh, yeah, yeah, that's we right. Had, <laughs> we had a we had a rival. We built on fast food.
0: It's no better.
1: Here's Daniel Cormier and Ariel Helwani.
0: Back in your life on this third week of November 2020. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new edition of DC and Helwani. (laughs) I don't know what's going on over there. DC looking a little down. That's yeah. That's DC Daniel Cormier. I'm Helwani Ariel Helwani. DC, my man. Why so blue? And it's Monday, you
2: know, and usually I find a lot of joy coming into this when both of our teams win on Sunday. But, you know, go my team right. won, and I can find no joy in winning our sixth game in a row whenever you guys lost on what might have been the most amazing play I have seen in multiple years in the NFL. And I just feel down. I don't feel like it's a, I'm in a celebratory mood,
0: Yeah.
2: even though we have now um, – Proven that we are the best team in football and uh, but watching you guys, you know, watching those hard luck bills, you know, yeah. the way the the bad luck just follows them. It really has put me in a, a somber mood for you. I don't know how you showed up to work, uh, um, you know. Under the circumstances. Okay, okay, texted, enough already, enough already. I texted you. I texted you with eleven seconds to go, and yes. you guys had scored to to go ahead. And you seemed so arrogant and confident. I was not goals. arrogant. I'm never arrogant. You when
0: were, it comes you were to very things. arrogant. I'm never in terms arrogant. Of, you were very arrogant. We're
2: eight and two. Eight and two.
0: You, I never said that. The Listen, text read. So the text this is The read difference between two. you and me. The difference Listen. is you take pride and joy in my team and more importantly myself. Suffering, having a bad Sunday. Do, do you so understand? I'm having. So do.
2: so me sitting here sad yeah, is it's, me thinking right. So me sitting here tears,
0: sad, fake tears, feeling for you. I couldn't move my. I couldn't move from my couch. I was I was frozen for 45 oh, minutes. I could not move. I have never experienced that range of emotions like like pure happiness, excitement, jubilation, and That's, then it all turned to heartbreak within a span of two minutes. I've never it. That kind of range in such a short That's amount of time. That's what happened with Daniel and me
2: at the Minnesota Miracles. So you know now what I felt like whenever that dude caught that long pass. Uh,
0: Ariel? It was hard. It, it, it was It but, was actually painful. I woke up in the middle of the night at 2.30 a.m. <laughs> I, I opened my phone. I went on Twitter. I watched it. Just to see if it was real, and I swear to God, I could not go to sleep for two hours. I'm exhausted right now because of that. I'm exhausted because of that the play.
2: About, the thing about heartbreak from your team, it it lives with you. It lives with my you.
0: soul. And then I see everyone on social media saying, "Greatest catch ever!" Greatest no, I mean, it literally, battered it, it, it down.
2: I, that, that's wah, why wah, I've wah. been so down and out because it literally was probably the best play in the NFL in years.
0: The problem is he cheated. He pushed off. Let's just be honest. Did you see Kyler
2: Murray smile before he threw the pack? I mean, Kyler Murray, what a stud, right? In a duel of quarterbacks, the guys that are supposed to be the future, we saw that Kyler Murray is the guy and Josh Allen is just another part of the pack. I mean, it is what it is. What's funny
0: about this is ordinarily I would say to you, you know what? You're right. You know what? I did have – a worse weekend than you, as you sit there drinking your tea, sipping your tea. (laughs) I will make the argument right here and now though, that I actually had a better weekend than you, despite, oh, the, oh. Fact, despite oh, the fact, despite the fact that my team imploded oh, and had their a, hearts a, taken out and stopped on.
2: Number that's one. An interesting, that's an interesting uh
0: number one. How's QB one's ribs doing on this Monday? Oh, 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 how's QB one's ribs doing? You my know- guy Jamaeus coming through. <laughs> oh Jameis!
2: Jameis! I can't believe it. I can't number believe
0: it. Number one. So so I'd rather have a healthy quarterback, a healthy than have, have Jameis Winston as your qu- hey Jameis yes
2: arrow yesterday i in the morning i put out an instagram story calling tom brady drew Brees' son yes and i then i talk s- about being cocky text, I, I send a message to dana and he just sends me the face palm because i was like look at drew Brees' son about to go play you know we hope you guys do well end of the day i receive a text from the boss that goes you talk all that expletive and you jinx drew Brees," and you know what the only response i could give that same face palm that he gave me, bro. I mean, QB1's out. What are we gonna do? And I huh. I didn't, I thought, I thought that it would be fine, but this ain't no Teddy Bridgewater, man. We ain't got we ain't got Teddy Bridgewater as a backup right now. And Jameis looked bad. Taysom Hill can pretty much run the ball. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's up.
0: all well good. Meanwhile. I go on Twitter this morning and I see your boy James Harden has asked for a trade. He wants oh. out, so that team is imploding <laughs> as well. So you sit here and you make fun of me. Meanwhile, everything's well and good. Yeah, we lost at the last second. It's all good. It's all good. I don't have a basketball team that's imploding. I don't have a football team that's really We're
2: going to rebuild. We're going to okay. have to rebuild. We're going to have to rebuild. I trust. That the the cheers, new ma- okay? I trust that the new management, upper management, will get the Rockets figured out. We will have James Harden next year
0: yeah <laughs> yeah where, where are you gonna have him on on poster night when he comes back playing for the nets i mean for <laughs> real and then on top of all that i see i was actually gonna start the show saying if you were in front of me right now i would give you a hug i would ask you if everything was okay i would even give you a big fat wet kiss go, on your forehead on, don't do don't talk because about- of all go, your man, troubles with go, the ps5 go, i man, feel bad for you with go, your ps5 troubles and now you know what i take them all back i don't care <laughs> about your ps5 troubles i hope it never works how about that i hope it never works i hope you're asking people you're begging for people to help you out on the is internet. that bad?
2: I've completely normalized myself. Oh, my God. To the point that I'm on Twitter talking to people. I've given out my number to multiple people that have promised <laughs> to help me. Like, I've literally spoken on the phone with a lot of fans because they promised to help me, but it hasn't I worked. I hope they
0: all spam you. I I'm hope they all not, call I'm you still in the middle not of the
2: able, night. I'm still not able to get my PlayStation working. The reality is this, Ariel, I'm probably going to have a new number soon because at some point, one of these people that I've given my number to are going to put it on the internet. So what, they're
0: just randomly calling you?
2: Yeah, man, I, 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 I just, I was desperate. I got desperate. (laughs) I got desperate. I got desperate and started responding to direct messages and any anybody that said they could help me. And I'm talking about thousands of people. I pick about five of them and smartest sounding ones, and I gave them my phone number for us to try to figure it out. And uh, safe to say. We have not figured it out, and I oh have made God. a number of new friends because <laughs> now their friends are calling me. It's bad. It's bad. I got desperate. I lost uh, my mind. wish for someone second.
0: was filming that, you talking to these random people on? I Twitter. was on my
2: controller last night. Like last night, somehow my controller worked, and one guy added me into a voice group, and I'm thinking maybe he can help me. So maybe this guy, me and this guy are talking. The guy's like, what's your Instagram name? I'm like, DC underscore MMA. Man, you got two, three million followers. I was like, yeah. Dude's like, hey, man, you got almost three million followers. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, but I shouldn't have gotten on this call. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing?
0: Well, safe to say both of us had rough weekends uh, for many different reasons. But uh, nevertheless, you know who had a great weekend as we – and by the way, before we actually get into things, happy – Raisin bran day to you yesterday was national raisin. What
2: <laughs> raisin bread? <laughs> My kids used to eat that crap, man. Raisin yeah, yesterday
0: bran? was was National Raisin Bran Day. So National Raisin be, Bread uh, Day. You know, you need to bro. Be, how do you
2: know all this? Like, I mean, I really want to know it how it was you a big day.
0: We actually celebrated. We made raisin bran that? muffins. Oh, oh, of course. I mean, it's good. It's good. It's listen, I'm Jewish. I got all kinds of problems inside. All right. So we need that. Raisin
2: bread. My kids used to eat that. They don't eat it anymore. Raisin bread.
0: No, no, raisin bread.
2: Raisin brand?
0: Yes. The cereal? <laughs> the, cereal? the cereal? Yes. The what? Cere- raisin raisin Bran Day. <laughs> I said raisin bread? Anyway. I thought you were about raisin bread. Like no, bread raisin, the bread. raisin bread. Raisin bread is tremendous. I love that. I have it every Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk UFC main event this past weekend. Paul Felder, Rafael dos Sanchos. What a story. When we, when we said goodbye last Monday, we were debating – Is RDA going to have an opponent? Is it going to be, you know, someone like Alex Hernandez? In the end, a couple hours later, we found out it was your broadcast partner, Paul Felder. And the story was that he took the fight on five days notice, which technically is true. But really, he took it on three and a half days notice, if you ask me, because he had three and a half days to drop from low 180s to 156. He ended up being the first guy to step on the scale. In the end, they fight. It doesn't go his way. One crazy judge named Chris Lee scored it 48 to 47 for Paul Felder. But, I mean, I think most sane people had it 50 to 45 for RDA. But you know what, DC? One of those fights, if you ask me, no one lost, right? No one lost.
2: Nobody lost. And, and honestly, like, I mean, a lot. there's a lot to be made about Felder taking the fight on such short notice and RDA accepting the fight. We talked about this last week. We talked about how guys don't generally just stay on the card especially a former champion like RDA. RDA took the fight, ended up getting, honestly, in terms of rankings, a bigger fight because Felder was in the top 10. Islam's like 12 right now. Fought a fantastic fight. Looked like himself. I mean, big, strong, kicks unbelievably hard. His wrestling was on point. He implemented the greatest. He he fought the fight that he had to fight. Even if Paul had had a full camp, I believe it's a difficult matchup when RDA is on fire like he is. And I I talked to Paul about this. I said, hey, you know, you're a guy that started kind of as Cowboys training partner. And then you're at Rufus and That's Pettis' gym. I go, but you fought RDA better than either of those guys on three days notice. I mean, that says a lot. You know, if he'd had more time to wrestle, I think he'd have did better. But I just believe that RDA
0: motivated at
2: 155 is a problem for everybody. He's a real problem.
0: So a couple of good pieces of news to come out of this fight, in addition to the fact that Felder showed up and saved the day, he announced that he won't be retiring, right? There was some talk that maybe he was done after the Dan Hooker fight back in February. And even going into this fight, maybe this would be the swan song. And he's like, all of a sudden, I feel rejuvenated. It was great. You know, for a guy who's never fought for a belt, who's always kind of been in that mid tier to see the entire MMA community rally around him and show him some love this past Saturday to fight like that really special. And something that's really unique to our sport, because even in boxing, you don't get stories like Mm -hmm. this, right? You don't get top guys coming out and saving the day, but you know what? It was almost symbolic in many respects of RDA's career. This guy is one of the most overlooked you know, oh, underrated man. fighters in the history of the sport, a former champion who has literally fought them all, right? Like, even when yep. he went up to 170, he fought Camaro, he fought Leon Colby. Edwards, he fought Colby coming. he fought everyone at 170 and 155. And I almost forgot, DC, that this was his return to 155, <laughs> right? Like none of that, like none of that was discussed all week. Nothing was made of the fact that he was coming back after a three year layoff to 155. I think, even though he's 36. I think RDA has a run left in him at 155. Oh, no, he does. If, if he I mean, can get the weight cuts figured out, I think he could be a solid player again. Well, think about the fight, right, with Felder last weekend
2: in the way that he won the fight. You believe that a fight with Dan Hooker, a guy who has the same type of skill set as Paul, would not look similar, you know, in a way that RDA could try to implement that same game plan. Now, I'm not saying he's gonna beat Dan Hooker, but we saw how close Paul and Dan Hooker was. A lot of people felt Felder won that fight. So um there are matchups within the top five of the division that RDA matches up really well and getting a win over number seven puts him right back on track to where he wants to be. It's a massive moment, but you're right though, man. Like the focus was on Felder as it should have been right because of, of, of him uh, cutting all the weight, taking the fight on such short notice. But RDA showed everybody that listen, it takes two to tango, And I'm the man in this fight. That's the better fighter, especially tonight And I'm going to get the job done. I remember watching early in the fight. And you saw how it almost felt like the show pivoted and it was built around Paul and and everything that it meant to him in terms of what his father meant to him and um, him taking the fight on short notice. And I remember thinking to myself, like, RDA is not just here to take part and participate in the Paul Felder story. This dude is going to be here to win this fight. And it was very clear, very early that RDA was in there to, to get the job done. And he fought a beautiful fight, man. I I just it just makes me close my eyes and, and I think back to the performance against Pettis when he won the title and so and some of the fights that he had on his way to the title I was like, wow, this guy's an absolute killer. And
0: he looked like that on Saturday night. You know, we forget. That his last fight at lightweight three years ago was against Tony Ferguson, a fight he lost to, you know, Tony Ferguson, we know who he is and who he was three years ago. Prior to that, it was the Eddie Alvarez fight. So he left very much at the top of the lightweight division, moved to 170, clearly wasn't the good weight class for him because I think he was a little too small. Yeah. And him fighting at 155 now, I wonder if all of a sudden, because look, we know who the, the creme de la creme of the 155 pound division is obviously Habib is still there sort of, and we'll get to him in a bit, but there's Conor, there's Poirier, there's Michael Chandler, there's Tony Ferguson, right? You mentioned Dan Hooker. Uh, I wonder if he's like that next guy in the mix or because I think that they were trying to build Islam off his name. Yeah. Do you, you try to run it back with Islam now, or has he moved on past think, Islam and should Islam fight someone sad, else?
2: I think I would like it to be him in Islam still, because I believe it's a big fight for Islam, but I think by beating He'll he'll hop right into the top 10, top seven, eight area. He'll be right up there now. Um, and I'm sure RDA and his team will start looking forward, right? Because now him coming back down to 155, it looks exciting to fight Islam. But now when you come off of a win like that, he'll probably start saying, Why can't I fight Dan Hooker, who isn't scheduled to fight, is he? No, not now. Like guys like that aren't scheduled. You know, Connor's fighting Dustin. Poor uh Chandler, maybe Michael Chandler. I think that he'll start looking at one of those big time fights now um, as he gets back into the UFC lightweight division. I hope it's Islam. I really do hope it's still Islam. I think it's a good fight. But I I just worry that RDA is now going to start looking forward opposed to a guy that's going to be behind him in the rankings now.
0: Here's the thing though after the fight, he said he wanted Connor. And I saw some people sort of laugh at that, scoff at that. Lest we forget UFC 196. They were supposed to fight. And I always felt bad for RDA. You know, it's amazing. You know what's so amazing? I was thinking about this this morning. Think about how history, the history of this sport and this company, the UFC, would be completely different if that fight actually happens at UFC 196. Because then
2: you wouldn't have fought Diaz.
0: You don't get the two Diaz fights. You don't get the UFC 205 moment at Madison Square Garden with the two belts. Who knows if you even get the Mayweather fight? Right. So much, so much change as a result. It would be nice if they could run it back. And, you know, one forgotten piece of history, DC, before the Brooklyn incident at Barclays Center a couple of years ago, the plan was for RDA to fight Connor for the interim welterweight title in Brazil in May of that year. A lot of people don't know this. I reported at the time. Connor did the thing at Barclays. They pulled the plug on it, but that was actually a real thing. So actually he's missed out on two Connor fights throughout wow. his career. So I would I like for it to happen that. at some point. Yeah. But that's I, why
2: Connor seems so open to it. Right. You know, Connor said, let me worry, let me deal with Dustin. And then you and I can do our thing, you know? So like he's open to it because he views RDA on that level. Right. Because like you said, on multiple occasions, they were supposed to fight. Not only were they supposed to fight, they were supposed to fight for titles. They were supposed to fight for titles at welterweight and lightweight. So, Obviously, that's a fight that's going to interest uh, McGregor.
0: Would you uh, call an audible on on Dustin and do RDA versus – No, man. I'm giving
2: Dustin this fight, man. Leave Dustin alone, or, or man. Dustin, <laughs> like, Dustin
0: mad at both of us right D- now. Not, I
2: mean, Dustin's right? mad at
0: you. Dustin's no, he's, not mad mad at you. Me. he's mad at you. He's mad at you more than me.
2: Dustin and, I, hey, Dustin and I are opening a gym together in Louisiana.
0: Oh, right? so, well, I can't, I mean, we can't be. A, that's we how you soften them he,
2: up. We can't be so mad at each other that we're, we're, we're going to open a gym together in our hometown. But listen.
0: These sensitive fighters, man. Here we are. Each and every week, we talk about these fighters. We try to help them. We try to guide them. They get mad
2: at you, boy. They get mad at you.
0: A little constructive criticism, and boom, they turn on you in a second.
2: Turn on you in a second. And then when you try to tell them, like, listen, man, I'm doing you a favor, they call you soft. Because I know they yeah. called you soft last week. Oh, Ariel, you're getting soft. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Everybody. i taking everything they, so personally.
2: You know what Dustin told me a couple weeks ago? He said, you're getting soft, DC. I can't even joke with you no more. I was like, wow.
0: DB, yeah, you know like what he that? said to me? He said, you're getting soft, Ariel, like your
2: friend DC. Oh, my goodness, Dustin. Come on, my brother. Why are you doing me like that? Hey, Dustin, listen. Call me soft in retirement. but Don't put me on the same level as Ariel. Man. Come on, man. Don't do that. Don't put me on the same level as Ariel. Hey, <laughs> could I? Could we go back, though, like? And then so we'll get to
0: Dustin and and, and DP in a sec, excuse me, Dustin and Connor in a second. But yeah,
2: but when in, in this whole thing, right, when we give RDA, as we give him his credit, where it seemed like going into the fight, people were overlooking him. Now, in hindsight, we have to remember what Paul Felder did. But listen to this, though. Yesterday, I'm at my house and I had gotten the call right when Paul Felder took the fight, it started a ripple effect. Michael Bisping's doing a movie. Hats off to Mike. He's a fantastic actor. He's going to England now to do a new movie. So he's off of the contenders. Felder was there to call the fights and do the contender series on Tuesday. So I get the call. Felder's fighting DC, we need you on Tuesday. And I'm like, ah, you gotta come. I'm like, okay. So I'm ready to go. Felder fights in old Paulie Redstash. Yeah, my boy, Paulie Redstash from Philly. Fights the fight. Comes out on Sundays, laying in bed. I get a call, DC, uh Felder, just one late wants to lay in bed for a couple days, recover. He's good to work if you don't want to. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? They're like, I was like, what a legend, bro. Wait, so
0: he's gonna do the Tuesday. Paul Felder's series? doing
2: the contender series tomorrow. Wow. Paul Felder. <laughs> Listen to the week Paul Felder had. <laughs> Listen to the week that old Paulie Redstash from Philly had. Get, takes the fight on three and a half days notice. On Thursday, weight cut is so difficult. I heard from Ian Laurels. It was one of the hardest weight cuts ever. But Paulie, the gangster he is, makes the weight. Not only does he make the weight, he fights 25 minutes against a former champion in RDA.
0: Showed up first you on said, the scale, by the way.
2: Showed up first. You said some fights you don't lose. Paul Felder doesn't lose. No. Because on Sunday, I get the call from Felder. He's all marked up. DC, I, I you know, well, so I go, Paul, I'll step aside. Because this is the stuff that legends are made of. Yeah. This right here, this is a moment, Paul, that does people don't forget this. The upper brass doesn't forget this. The fans won't forgive this. When they see you, when that visual, when the contender series starts and you're up there three days after a fight against RDA calling the fights, I mean – you're a legend. Paul Felder tags in. DC, I'm in. I'll do it. Wow. I'll work the contenders. This dude's working tomorrow. Three days after that fight, he's gonna put back on his nice suit and he's gonna call those contender series fights. That's Paul Felder for you. People talk about good guys in the sport, right? And you're almost tempted to believe that it's fake, right? Like, oh, oh this guy's putting on. You know, this is an act. It's not an act with Paul Felder, man. He's he's that guy, he really is that guy. He's great at his job. He fought his butt off for 25 minutes against RDA. Yeah, he lost, but did he really? And then on Tuesday night, when the contenders start, Paul Felder will be sitting at that table calling those fights. That is gangster huh.
0: scars, bruises, and all. That's going to be so a sight to see. Could you imagine that though? Like, yeah, that's Ariel, incredible.
2: I run away when I leave Ariel. I run when I lose. I run away. I run away for six weeks, months. I'm gone because I need to lick my wounds. Paul Felder goes, you know what? I've got a job to do. My job is to be there on Tuesday. I'll be there to do it.
0: Unreal. What a scene that was in the main event. So both guys walk out winners in in different aspects. And then what a scene in the co-main event. You didn't even know this man's name last week, Chaos Williams. And now you're on his crap list. He wants in on EA Sports. Not only that, Kevin Holland told me last (laughs) week he wants in on EA Sports. And I said, good news, guys. I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy who can put you in. The ratings adjuster himself. Are you going to get chaos? I mean, it dare I say chaos with that incredible. First of all, he's staring the guy down. It was the scariest thing. Oh boy, he's, he's scary, huh? <laughs> oh, then he gets a knockout scary, like that. Yeah. And the body was just like Abdul Razak. I mean, it's like he was stiff 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 aboard. a, board. He was stiff stiff. As a board. Can you get him in? Like, is that is it as easy as calling someone up and saying, hey, get my guy chaos in? And, and while you're at it, can you get 2020 fighter of the year, Kevin Holland in as well.
2: All right. So here's, here's, here's where we're going to go with this. All right. I've become a very powerful man in this game. (laughs) I mean, I'm not (laughs) trying to toot my whole arm, but I've become become a very powerful man in this game. Yes. Love chaos. Williams.
0: Yes. I mean, what a name, right?
2: Let's say Kevin Holland is about this close. Oh, Chaos Williams is a little bit further away. I mean, I just got to be honest. I like Chaos Williams, but the, the the Kevin Holland call is about this close. That's how close this Kevin Holland call is. And, I mean, I don't even know if he has to beat Jack Hermanson for the call to be made, but Kevin Holland's very close. Okay. Chaos is, you know, got a little, little more work to do. But, but that performance last weekend, <laughs> I mean, that – Punch right down the middle to stiffen out Razak. What's his name? Abdul Razak. What's his name? How? What's his name? How you say that? Abdul, Abdul Razak Hassan. Abdul Razak Hassan. That's his name. Uh, Al Hassan. Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Yes, that's his name. That's his name. <laughs> Boom! Right hand down the middle. Abdul Hak Hassan falls back he's just trying to make me pronounce everybody's name dog so he stiffens him out yes. completely knocks Then he goes to finish him and i'm looking i'm looking at chaos i'm like boy do you have a perfect name i mean has anybody been named more perfect than chaos williams like he, you were born with with crypt like this freaking power in your right hand and then you hit razak hassan and just puts him down on his back it was crazy man it was crazy
0: uh one of the many highlights from this past weekend a fun night um and of course ufc back this weekend ufc 255 pay-per-view card we'll get to that card in a second you'll be on the call you're back Put
2: me in, coach you're... i'm ready to play <laughs> but
0: i want to go back to uh to our friend dustin who did oh, sign his contract.
2: You see, you're, 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 you just want Dustin to hate you. No, no, but no. You he signed his contract.
0: Want to... I want to update the world because we were saying that he was on the verge of losing it. He signed his contract. Well, you said that. And I can tell you, DC, right now, according to my sources, that the talks with Connor are moving in the right direction, but not a done deal just yet. So it is worth noting... That the talks with connor are moving in the right direction but not a done deal just yet this of course for january 23rd so i want to congratulate dustin on getting the mm-hmm, fight mm-hmm. signing the deal making it happen taking our advice to heart and you know coming to his senses and that's I very I understand
2: ex- how you just take credit for everything i just, you take credit I mean, for everything
0: this is just what we talked about behind the scenes i won't get too far into it but what hey what about by the way what about habib showing on instagram that he did a USADA test last week, man. I'm, I'm saying this whole retirement thing is fugazi. If you retire, why are you doing, why are you doing USADA testing? What's going on? You know, I What's just think, like, scoop? I
2: think you leave the door open. I mean, you know, I you know Dana said uh, a while back, I told him, I go, hey, get me out of the rankings, take me out of all that. You did, yeah. Yes, he did, but I still do USADA. I mean, it's kind of, at this point, it's fun. You know, like, hey, show up. You know, make me still feel like an athlete. You know, I'll, I'll stay in the testing pool. It's fine. Sometimes it's fun to just get tested randomly. It's, it's cool.
0: Why would you want to get tested? He said 47 times.
2: Yeah, and I'm at I'm at yeah, I'm at like 55, but I'm I'm trying to break the record. I'm just trying to stay out ahead of everybody. So yeah, that's why it's not a big
0: deal. Wait, it's you're crazy. still getting tested?
2: Yeah, sometimes it's all
0: good. It's I thought you took I thought you took yourself out
2: Out of the rankings. And initially I was gonna get out of the, you test Sada, you but then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stay and then, no, no, you're not. You're such, you're such a liar. You're why are you still are getting... you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? What's the, <laughs> What's the point? I do it because I'm just trying to stay. All right, all right. I'm just trying to keep more negative tests than Jones. I'm just trying to keep if I keep (laughs) doing them forward. Jones will never catch me. You know, that's it. Like you want one victory over him. Look, look. DC, here's your daily whereabouts reminder. You see it? You saw it. Can you see it? Why would you still do this? I mean, it's fun. You know, like I just like every day. Nope. That's one, more, that's one more negative test and I'm out ahead of these guys. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, why not? Yeah. But
0: this is the time you can really and bulk up. I've made up.
2: friendships. You're- I've made friendships with the USADA people. You know, Deb, the, the lady's name is Deb. She comes. We hangs out, drink coffee, you know, all wow. this other stuff. You know, so Yeah, I just stay in the testing pool. Why not?
0: You know people are going to spin this into you keeping the door open for your- Yeah, well, repair. that's
2: not happening. It's just literally because I enjoy, like, continuing to get negative tests just to show everyone that it's easy to do it. Don't cheat. And you will never fail a test.
0: Did you see what Yancey Madero said on Twitter about the testing?
2: That is interesting. You want me to tell you an interesting story about me?
0: Uh, sure, go ahead.
2: Okay. So I would go to take my USADA test at times, and I'm kind of a despicable person. Yeah. And so when you can't, if they come right after I've peed, um, I would try to drink a lot of water and coffee. Well, at times that makes my stomach hurt, and I have to go to the bathroom. So I would go to the smallest bathroom in my house, close the door and sit <laughs> sit to do a number two and be oh in the cup that's what i would do and the guys be like oh man so <laughs> Oh, so you want to come to my house when I'm cutting weight? I'll take you in the smallest bathroom in the oh house. Oh my god. And you gotta sit there. Like, that's what I would do to the guy. Poor guy, man. Poor thank guy. Thank you for this.
0: Thank you for this information. Um, thank it you. It happens
2: sometimes. Hey, Ariel, I am I'm despicable, man. Like Rosendo would look at me like, you know what, DC man? I thought that I was just bad, but you're terrible. He's like, you can gonna do this to this man again. I'm like, hey, let's go upstairs real quick to that bathroom. It's like a closet. <laughs>
0: And he's in there with you? God, that's the worst. <laughs> it's not the, world. Worst. He's the worst. Like It's Star not the, the worst. World. All right. Are we want... friends? Are we friends or no? Who, me and you? If you had to
2: do a USADA test for me, you wouldn't come?
0: I would come. I would come. Yeah, I, I would, I would run to you. Gilroy right now for you. Are you and,
2: sit, and sit there you know. while I go upstairs and do that?
0: <laughs> um, we're going to talk more about this uh, lightweight division, which is constantly in the news. But first, DC, uh, speaking of, you know, uh, being in the bathroom and whatnot, how about our good friends over at Manscaped?
1: Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
0: Now, DC. you see, you know, I used weekend. to help
2: you with that. Remember I used to help you with that. Like they support you support them because, yeah. and you would do this and I would yeah. go, oh, they support it. No more. No, no more? more. I'm done. I'm out. I've jumped off the bandwagon until they start doing, use the code DC. It's over.
0: Well, let me ask you about this bandwagon, because uh, Tony Ferguson has been very active on social media over the last two days, uh, basically begging, begging to be added to the last pay-per-view of the year, UFC 256, December 12th. It's been hit by injuries, right? We were supposed to get Usman versus Burns. We were supposed to get Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson. Both those fights are off. So we're left with just one title fight, at least as of right now, Kirodian versus Aljamain Sterling. Here's Tony Ferguson begging to be added. And I got news for you, DC. I don't think he's going to be at it. He wants to fight Michael Chandler. Chandler not responding at all. What do you make of this whole situation? Doesn't this seem like a layup?
2: So, yes, it does. My question is this, though, with Chandler. What's, what's, What's the plan for Chandler? What's the plan or what's the hope for Chandler, not only from the organization, but from Mike? Like, who do they want? I think the most legitimate fight is to take, I mean, Tony Ferguson? That's an insane fight. You know, that fight, if you get past Ferguson, now you're the number one contender. And not many people can argue that. Um, maybe he won't. I don't know. I don't know. I I haven't figured out why I haven't heard anything yet about Chandler in his UFC debut. That's what I'm very interested about. And I believe that him versus Ferguson makes all the sense in the world. Adds immediate star power to a pay-per-view now that has um, only uh, Volkanovski? Is it Volkanovski no, fight? No, Jan. Yeah, you need you need another name to that fight card. And I'm sure they're working on it behind the scenes, but seems like a layup to throw Ferguson versus uh Chandler on there.
0: Well, he's putting out videos, very nicely produced videos, by the way. Putting out husband, tweets, and, yeah, and I know he's getting no response. And I'm told that he's hitting a brick wall. Like it's not looking good for him to be at it. This reminds me of a couple years ago. When there was Marlon Moraes versus Henry Cejudo in Chicago and, and also Valentina versus Jessica and they needed some beefing up. So they added Ferguson versus Donald Cerrone. Here's Tony Ferguson yet again. Remember, he saved the day back in Maine, Jacksonville, trying to save the day, beef up this card. But for whatever reason, there are no takers. And DC, you know what I kind of feel like right now? I sort of feel like Michael Chandler is debuting. This is, this is shades of Kurt Angle. 1999 he's 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 clean cut he's good looking right he's got mm-hmm. the perfect physique but i feel like he's kind of a heel right now because first <laughs> he enters the company at the back <laughs> of the title fight that no one really thought made a lot of sense then you have rda campaigning for him and he's like no 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 now you have tony ferguson like is michael chandler a heel is he like the perfect like the perfectly you know groomed
2: when they're per- when they're perfect it makes you want to not it makes you want to boo the guy right what's going on here so Michael Chandler's no-selling everybody. No-selling. You know what would be great? If Michael Chandler just ends up in a title fight. That would be the just ultimate operating Just in there? But just walk like, you know what? Tony Ferguson, you're calling me out. It's not for a belt. You know, RDA, eh, not for a belt. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's in, in an interim title fight or he's in the, the, the lightweight title fight. That would just be the greatest thing in the world because it would make people just dislike him. And if I'm Chandler, I'm just steering right into it. I mean, if all that hate is off to the left, I'm just turning my car as hard left as I can, and I'm going right into the hate because, like you said, man, he he seems to do – on the surface, he seems to do everything right. He trains hard. He looks good. He's physically strong. But it it almost seems as though right now coming in, in the way that he did, it's almost like the silver platter is getting handed to him. Oh, yeah. Right? Because how does a guy that's about to make his debut have that much say or – no say in terms of responding to all these dudes that have been here for years, and they can't get him to like at least acknowledge
0: him. It's crazy to watch. You guys put him over like no other on the broadcast. He's there with you I
2: talked to him. He did such a great job. He 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 could <laughs> commanded. He commanded the, the the screen. He was very well spoken. He turned to me. He turned to Anik. You yes. could see that this guy's worn a title or two in his lifetime. You you could see it. He's worn a title. He's been in the spotlight. He understands how he needs to behave in front of a camera.
0: Or maybe, or maybe as as our producer Sean is telling me now, maybe he's John Cena, early days John Cena. He's so perfect <laughs> that everyone turns on the guy because I feel okay, like okay. he's just so perfect. But yet like DC, how do you not respond to Ferguson? Like Ferguson is putting out produced video packages. Like Ferguson went out and made his own video package and you it know, wasn't just like something on his phone. Like this was high level stuff. Like I he got someone to do. Can, yeah.
2: Does, I mean, it might be even better tonight not... Tony's putting so much effort and he's just no selling him it's like I'm too big I'm too big for you Tony Ferguson that's crazy
0: I'm just gonna wait here just for the Khabib visual to come like, back. I'm just gonna
2: sit here and fight Habib I mean you guys I'm just gonna fight Habib like really like he said you know Khabib said he's walking away because he could either come back and be thirty and or twenty nine and Chandler. He said he could be twenty nine and Chandler. Did he say that? I missed that. He said that. That's he a great line. He can by be the way, thirty That's and or, or he can be twenty nine and Chandler. And I'm like, so Michael Chandler's just sitting there going, you know what? I'm just gonna fight Habib. If Khabib's coming back, I'm fighting Habib. Like he's the rest of has, you guys, can just go rock, huh? He's it's just crazy. chilling. I've never seen anything like it. I don't think I've ever seen a guy come into the UFC and have this approach.
0: It's kind of brilliant in in some respects, but I would love to see that fight added to the 12-12. I would love to see
2: him fight. Because well, I think he's going to have to fight somebody, right? Ultimately, as fun as Ferguson
0: we're, makes all the sense in the world. It does,
2: but as fun as we're... Oh, this, all, this is going to be so fun, and he did the heel. He's going to have to fight someone. He ain't going to just get Habib or, or McGregor, so we got to see who that person is going to be.
0: And, and, of course, uh, with regards to Amanda Nunes and Megan Anderson, perhaps this is a blessing in disguise for the 145-pound division. It delays things a little bit. Kayla Harrison debuting as a 145er later this week in what is a very packed MMA schedule this weekend. So we'll see what happens there. But as of right now, we don't have a new date for Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson now that's 1212 DC I got to talk to you about 1219 because look DC we got a lot of big fights coming up we got a ton of big fights to end the year I don't know honestly can I be honest with you right now I don't know yes. if I've ever been more excited for a non title fight than I am oh. for Leon Edwards Leon Rocky can Edwards versus Khabib Tsybai DC can just hand listen hand me. to me right now this <laughs> is going to because I talked to Leon last week so I want to report back my feelings DC this is the last fight in the last card, the last main event of 2020. DC, what is 2020? 2020 is the year that kicked everyone in the groin, right? Yes, everyone yes, suffered yes, some kind yes, of bad luck. Everybody's
2: like, oh gosh, I can't wait to get to the next year. Like, can it get over? Yes. What, what, it, it's like, what bad can happen next is the question.
0: Yes. It's just like one bad thing after the next. Yeah. Well, when the pandemic started, the first main event, the first card that got canceled was Leon Edwards versus Tyron Woodley, March oh, 21st. Look in at London. his year.
2: Look at poor Leon's year.
0: And who has been screwed time and again in 2020. Could you imagine if the year ends with Leon Edwards, who is the symbol for everyone getting kicked in the groin this year, if the year ends with Leon Edwards getting his hand raised, Leon Edwards, who told me last week that he thinks the company is rooting against him, the company oh. wants him to fail, <laughs> Leon Edwards beating the golden boy, the breakout star, the wolf, Khamsat oh, oh, You can't oh, write a better script. Vince McMahon wishes he had a script oh, like this. Leon, a Birmingham coming in there. Like, that's the last image. You fade to black. The 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 the, the curtains come down, and it's Leon.
2: Rocky. And Rocky's with his hand raised. Oh,
0: What's better oh, than that? God. You can't. The fact that that's the right. last fight of this year with Leon against Hamzad, who's kind of the, the who's who's been the biggest beneficiary of 2020.
2: Of 2020. It, yes, it I mean Hamzat Chimayev has – he's one of the very few people in the world that 2020 has been good to, yes. right? Most people are like, God, I want to end this year. Hamzat, if he could live in 2020 for the rest of his life with the way things have been going from making his debut, having those two fights in two weeks, to knocking out Gerald, to being at, at Fight Island and sitting next to Dana White and legitimately becoming a star overnight, it feels like. But now he's got Leon Edwards – if he, lo- I mean, if he off loses, Leon If he loses this fight in the end of the year, hey, hey, and listen, Leon Edwards has won eight fights in a row. Leon Edwards is as good as they come. This is a massive step up for Hamzat, bro. This is it's 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 crazy because if he wins, he'll skyrocket to the moon, right? I mean, are we looking at how? If Hamzat Chimaev wins, are we looking at a situation where you start going? Oh, Gilbert, I mean, Gilbert, you waited like I mean, this guy, Hamzad I mean, just Gilbert's been waiting three for like
0: three years. It's, it's scary, crazy.
2: right? Like yeah. it's like he did it. Everything Gilbert did, Hamza is doing right now, taking every fight, fighting the guys. He wins. It's massive. But if he loses, how do you deny Leon Edwards anything? He's the Hamzad. one that
0: took the fight. Hamza's sitting there at the table with Dana White. Leon Edwards can't even get a meeting with Dana oh, White. The poor come guy. On. The Leon, poor guy can't even get a meeting. <laughs> he can't even get his his, his phone call. Right. He get taken out of the rankings for 24 hours because he didn't oh. accept the fight. DC, I just think if they sell this the right way, Leon Edwards represents the everyman who has been screwed over in 2020, who has seen his hopes and dreams dashed time and again this year, and he's going up against yeah, the man you, who Because been... you've
2: done Leon bad. I'm surprised Leon talked to you. There's so a it's very funny growing theme. There's a very growing theme in the world that. Makes Martial arts. We no. do a show on Monday. So Somebody le- hates you by Monday afternoon, and they promise to never talk to you again. I'm surprised Leon still talks to you.
0: It's so funny because Leon said, "Hey, hey, area, I can't, I can't do his accent. I was about to, but I can't do it. You and I are cool. I know you're the only one in this sport who has had my back. Literally the only one. But that guy DC, who I trained with Rocky, in, Rocky within Rocky the would walls never say that. of American Kickboxing Academy, who took me under his supposed wing back in the day. This Rocky man would never say me.
2: that. Rocky yes, would is. never say that. He's a look sweetheart." At
0: him. Go look at the He's a sweetheart. He
2: never would turn his back on me. Leon, Leon, <laughs> please, Leon, <laughs> turn to me, my brother. Because this is nonsense. Don't let this. Don't let this number one BS guy get you. Don't let what, him do you this. guy's number sudden, one.
0: Listen, this is what he said. This is the part that really stuck with me. He said, he "I'm not." He, he seems
2: confident. He said, very "I'm not confident. mad
0: at DC." I'm just disappointed.
2: <laughs> oh. oh, come on, man. He never said
0: that. Man. That's what he said. He said everybody
2: everybody knows, though. Anybody that is in this world knows that if your parents are disappointed in you, is bad. Rocky didn't say that. He not did. Leon. He Leon, did. you did not say that, Leon. Leon, <laughs> message me, Leon. This guy's trying to build a wedge between us. I'm the guy. Remember, Leon, I was the guy that was trying to give you the Nick Diaz fight when he came back, when Ariel was trying to put you in. Yeah. With, I don't know go? who Ariel. Ariel might have been trying to stick you in there with Hamza.
0: Yeah, I was trying that's to put a, them in there with Gilbert fight. to fight for the belt, but we're not gonna rehash that one because that got me in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> November nineteenth, I can't wait. If they need me to fly down to the apex and sell this like I could do I, another should promo. I call, should
2: I ask? I mean, exactly. is it time is it time for me to make to, to ask a favor?
0: Throw throw me to the back and just be like. For more on this fight, let's go to our correspondent Ariel Hawani and I will cut a promo unlike any other. That, that
2: used to be that used, other. to be that used to be the that used to be the thing. Hey, 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 and now, um, and now this is Karen Bryant, and now let's go back to Ariel Hawani, who's in the locker room with DC after his first loss. I'm in there crying, and now let's go back to <laughs> Ariel Hawani standing with the president, Dana White. Hey Dana, boy, you just—I mean, I have never seen a situation that where you went from the penthouse down to the what. To now, be honest, with you on zoom this is like, great yeah, like
0: where uh, i mean where what happened this because you what happened well i'll tell you about another guy that i'm very but now
2: i'm gonna ask team. i'm gonna ask and hopefully we can get this started again I'm, let's go i mean i just hope that me asking doesn't end up with me in the same position nah, as you you know <laughs> you, you're
0: the gold boy. hey let's hey when you're when you're there this weekend for ufc 255 i'll ask, I'll to ask. I'm, ask. I'm just gonna ask let's just throw with it out, the out tweets there. just the tweets that's all i want the tweets on the tv Wait,
2: you want your tweet on the TV?
0: Yeah, I need some followers. I need the bump. You know, the other day, I, I actually
2: I actually tagged you in my tweet that made it onto the broadcast, and it was, like, wiped out. <laughs> no, it, was wiped out. it was wiped true. out. That's not true. Yes, know. it was. It was wiped out. <laughs> <laughs> it was wiped that's out. True. That's true. You're actually It right? was wiped out.
0: It was wiped <laughs> out. The one with the mistake. The oh, one with <laughs> the tag Paul Felder. wrong. I forgot about that.
2: <laughs> you were wiped out they said let's just hit delete 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 and now it. we're gonna put this up
0: you still tagged them wrong so i'll help you with your social media which is a total you think mess. my social media is bad horrible it's one of the worst social your punctuation <laughs> your your twitter editing like you don't tag the right people you start tweets like with a period when it shouldn't be a period it, it's like you always I don't start with...
2: tweets with a period that's you the st- problem you, start, you started with DC. Somebody told me that you're supposed ended to put like a
0: period or a comma
2: in the beginning. No, not a
0: comma. That's horrible. No. They said
2: you put it in the beginning because then it goes to people that aren't following you or something like that.
0: A period, yeah. It's a mess. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> UFC 255. That's this weekend. We got two titles, and we got the return. I mean, Leon's my guy, no doubt about it, but you know you know what I said. I was on the Davison Figueroa bandwagon before everyone. This guy, hairstylist. Sushi chef, (laughs) oh, oh, you man! (laughs) Taxi driver, he's a true renaissance man. Love this dude, the face of the flyweight. Love him, people. People knocking this pay per view? I would pay one hundred and (laughs) sixty dollars. I would (laughs) double the price to watch him on pay per view.
2: This whole hair, I cannot have this hair conversation again with you about (laughs) Davis Figueroa, man. I just can't. As we've done it, we've done it. I can't do it anymore. But the fights this weekend, yes, unbelievable. Davis Figueroa. Showed power and skills at 125 that makes him so scary. He looks like he can be a long reigning champion from the first Benavidez knockout to the second one where he literally he dominated Joe B from start to finish. And we have not seen Joe B get dominated like that. I mean, DJ did DJ even dominate him in the way that Davison did? I mean, well, DJ did knock him out in like a minute. And no, but they, they fought time. twice, right? They fought yeah, yeah. twice. Okay, the second time wasn't as bad, right? No, the second time was the knockout. But the first one was 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 a little bit better. Like, there was one was fight close. that was kind of competitive. Yes, but UFC like
0: 152 Toronto.
2: Yeah, like but, like, he got dominated he by Davidson Figueredo. Twice. And he just choked him unconscious. He beat him on B-match the feet. That should
0: have never happened, if you ask me.
2: He beat him on the feet. Then he dominated him on the ground. He just really out, out-hustled him. But then Alex Perez, Ariel, I mean, when you watch Alex Perez from where he started to where he is today – He's improved leaps and bounds. I think that these guys fighting on Saturday is a guaranteed good fight, and it shows why the great Triple C, champion, champion, champion Cejudo, um, really did the whole entire mixed martial arts community a favor by fighting and getting the division brought back because this is a
0: talented weight class. I just can't wait to see what shirt. Davison wears to the fight because I remember last time he was wearing that like I don't know what that was like it was satin or something. It was with the silk. Sunglasses. It was silk. Oh, he was silk. Was that
2: velvet? Was uh, the, yeah, velvet? it actually
0: looked like a velvet. Sure, <laughs> it velvet? was great. He's wearing the sunglasses. This is a big deal for Contender Series, by the way, because uh, Alex Al Price Perez, was the first, yeah, first Contender Series product to fight for a belt. So you know, mm-hmm. Dana White's excited about that, right? Because it sort of validates the show. I remember when yes. you know, Forrest Griffin fought for the belt back in the Ultimate Fighter. This is sort of the same type of thing, but dc there's a, there's there's two other flyweights on the card brandon moreno and um and uh, roy val um there's only 22 phenomenal. there's only two, 22 flyweights in the ufc right now under contract but i feel like the division with Davison figueredo leading the way is in a pretty good spot like i'm yeah, excited about this it's viable and then to have
2: brandon roy val and, uh, and uh mclovin mclovin moreno um to have him and McLovin about to fight this weekend, that just gives you a clear number one contender too, right? Fighting on the same night, Roy Vell looked like an ins- he's been insane since he made his debut. I called his debut. He beat uh, the kid from uh, Kansas City. Tim, uh, what's the guy's name? Elliot. T- Elliot Tim Elliot. Mm-hmm. Submitted him. Mm-hmm. And then the fight on Fight Island that he had was just madness against, uh, what was the guy's name? The English guy, right? The guy isn't the guy. Kai Car France was it Kai Car France?
0: Uh, no, from um, Australia.
2: From Australia, he beat yeah. Kai Car France. That was a crazy fight. He hurt him on the feet and submitted him. And then we know how good um, McLovin is for as long as he's been around. You know Brandon Moreno. So it gives a clear number one contender. And that's all you can really hope for in a division that was essentially on the cutting block not very long ago, but with Davidson Figueroa at the head. It does seem like it can be around for a long time and have exciting fights.
0: And of course, I don't want the entire country of New Zealand to hate me. New Zealand. I made a mistake there. It was New, New Zealand, Zealand, yeah. Kaikar France, uh, City Kickboxing, Israel De Sonia wears cool hats. Sorry about that.
1: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play.
0: Can I tell you an unpopular opinion, a very unpopular opinion? And people are going to hate on me for this, but this is 100% authentic. I genuinely feel this way. I love the fact that the two flyweight divisions are at the top of this bill. I love that it's Davidson Figueredo and Valentina Shevchenko, the two flyweight champions, male, female. Now, we don't know a lot about, like, I'll be honest. Yeah, sure. Their opponents, Alex Perez and Jennifer Maya, respectively, aren't the biggest names, but, you know, for an organization that has been accused of maybe not paying the same type of attention and love to the flyweights. I think it's kind of cool that the two fly with, that. They group them together. Right. Because to me, Valentina well, Shevchenko is must see TV. She yeah, is must she is. see TV. She's the second best female fighter on the planet. Right. Behind Amanda. Very Nunes.
2: close to Amanda Nunez. Yeah. She's shown fly- as an undersized person that she can compete with Amanda, who has just dominated everybody else. So, I mean, Valentina is a killer, but more than anything, I think what this weekend shows, right. Because you say, Many occasions, people talk about this guy's deserving of a title fight, but he doesn't get it because he doesn't have a big name. Well, this weekend, you got two people getting title fights that don't have the biggest name. So they're getting it based on what they have done, not on their Twitter following or their social media or their ability to draw people in. They're getting it because they've earned it. Uh, Jennifer Maya earned her title fight, and she's getting it. Alex Perez earned his title fight, and he's getting it. So I think it just speaks to the state of the division and speaks to the the fact that if things are done the right way, path to a title fight can still be pretty clear.
0: Yeah, um, the weigh-ins are going to be interesting because we're just one fight removed of Figueredo missing weight. So Yeah, he's, all, he's done
2: it a number of times. He's done yeah. it a number of times.
0: And Jennifer Maya has missed weight a couple times. She's a former Invicta FC 125 champ, but in the UFC she's had some trouble. In her last fight against Joanne Calderwood, that's how she got the title fight mm-hmm. um, with the win over Joanne this summer. She has missed weight before that fight. So the weigh-ins to me on Friday are gonna be really interesting to see if all trying to tell you don't know, like, make it.
2: I'm trying to tell you though, man, like when you're going into your first title fight, you usually will not leave
0: oh, things to
2: chance. Oh, I mean, and I know, I know people are gonna say, Oh, whoa, well, when you fought in Buffalo, you did this, this, and the other. Bro, these guys are gonna step on the scale I'd weight. I'm okay. pretty confident.
0: Clip this off, Jedi. Put this off, we'll see on uh, <laughs> on Friday if this comes to fruition. Uh, we got the return of Joaquin Buckley, the man who you know we can yeah, that it right kick I'm, from hell. I mean, knockout of the year, no doubt about it. Some pressure though, right? Don't you feel like there's a bit of pressure on him to top that? No, I mean, you can, if he goes in there with the idea that he needs to top
2: what he did that time, he's going to get himself beat. You mm-hmm. got to go in and just compete to the best of your ability, because the reality is Joaquin Buckley did not plan for that kick to happen. If he had planned for it, it would have never happened. You got to just let yourself compete and fight. And when those big moments are presented to you, you take them and you become an overnight superstar like you become an overnight star like he did with that knockout on Fight Island.
0: I wonder if he's going to try too hard like you don't want because his life changed dramatically since the knockout. If you try too hard, to your point, usually uh, bad things happen. Yeah. Uh, Shogun fighting, so a lot of a lot a lot of names. You know, the the card has been uh, maligned to a degree, but there's some names. There's something for everyone on this card. So you'll be there. You'll be calling the action. You're back. Yep, me, John Anik, and Joe Rogan. We're Ooh, back. The A team back. The A team's back. You know, we
2: Damn. can't wait to call the fights.
0: Okay, uh, a few other things that we have to get to. Uh, what about last week? We talked, of course, about Paul Felder and uh, and RDA, but um, Patricio Pitbull, who. Oh. Looked incredible, right? What's up with that dude? Like, what's (laughs) up with that dude? And Like, what's up with this Pitbull? Like, this dude is crazy. Can I tell you something? First of all, so he he knocks out Pedro Carvalho. He advances in the Bellator uh, Featherweight Grand Prix. I think Pitbull versus Volkanovski... The respective 145 champions is a very, very even fight. A lot of people were calling me crazy for saying, like, putting out a poll. I put out a poll, and Volkanovski won by a landslide. I think it's just because people don't know Pitbull. I think Pitbull is one of the most underrated fighters in the sport today, and I think that would be a very close fight. Crazy, I think or no. there's a
2: couple. I think I think there's a couple guys over at Bellator that are very tough. Uh, Douglas Lima at 170, get, and is, they don't get
0: the respect they deserve. No,
2: in Pitbull. But I think what we see is when Chandler fights. Because he's another guy that lived at the top of the division in in Bellator, we see how he competes and we will know if those guys way, really. Pitbull knocked are. out
0: Chandler not that long ago. He moved up from 145. No, I
2: get it. There. No, I'm saying that I get it. But will if if Chandler goes and competes well, then you know Pitbull can because he beat him, right? You are. I know it doesn't work like that always, but you know. But when you watch guys leave the UFC and go to Bellator, the vast majority of them become champions. So you know that the level. It's relative, but I don't know if all these guys compete. I do feel like Pitbull could. There's some guys over there I think can compete in the UFC. And
0: he's in the same conversation as you, because and and fitting that he actually beat Carvalho on what Conor McGregor deemed World Champ Champ Day, because he is a champ champ. He sent out nice wishes to you as well, to you, Amanda Nunez. Did yeah. you celebrate in any particular way? Did you uh did you pop some bubbly? Did you just... no I
2: didn't. I, I don't know. I don't know who created that. I think Connor might have. <laughs> it was, yeah. Wasn't it the day that he won his second belt? I mean,
0: that's the day he no, so that's him. the holiday, right? So it's yeah. like the, 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 the world
2: it. the champ champ day is the day that Connor won his second belt. You know what I'm saying? I noticed so, you
0: didn't reply to him. You didn't say thank well, you. Well, I mean, 10. I
2: just I just you know, I was I I, I did take note and I appreciate it because there was a time that he did not He, I think he might have like took a shot at me or something with my second belt, you know. So
0: no, uh, I felt like it was a, it was almost like a. a, I felt like it was a peace offering because the last time he tagged you, he called you a fat fool. So this, yeah, 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 he did, he did, he did. (laughs) No,
2: I mean, listen, that's the thing about McGregor, right? McGregor is like, you know, he'll do. I don't know, man. Guy's a showman, you know. He's a showman, and and you know, he shot. He gave that shout to Amanda, myself, Henry, and bro. It's it's difficult to do what all four of us have done holding two titles at one time is not easy and people should be congratulated for that feat. And to get it from the biggest star in the sport, it means a lot to to not only myself, but Amanda and, um, um, Henry and everybody else,
0: and Pitbull as well, who's a, a Bellator double champ. Ryan Bader too. Could Ryan be Bader good, was but. double
2: champ. Well, Connor didn't tag him. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he a, that wasn't very. He nice. Forgot. I guess he forgot.
0: That wasn't very nice. Uh, also on that card, by the way, your uh, your 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 friend, your old friend. I'm not sure because he does not train with him. Aaron Pico is he yeah. back? Is Aaron Pico for real? What's Bro, going on? I mean, he's always
2: great- been. Aaron Pico's always been for real. Like he's always been extremely talented. Right. It just took him locking everything down and getting. An idea of what he wanted to do because for a while cheeks cheeks kind of thought that he could go out and just fight. Wait, you wait. can't go out and just fight. Cheeks, that's his name. Cheeks, that's his nickname. Like cheeks? Yeah, like cheeks. What? When he was a kid. When he was a kid, he kind of had a little bit, I guess, round face. I don't know what oh, they oh, called wow. him cheeks. I didn't God know. They called cheeks. Anyway, he thought you could just go fight. Well, reality is because he's from boxing, right? He wanted to fight with the Mexican style, in your face pressure, Kane Velasquez. But with those four arms gloves, you can't do that. And I think that's why he was getting hit and hurt so often. But now he seems to have him right. And those guys down the Jacksons have really got him locked in and he's looking phenomenal.
0: Happy it's good him. to see because a lot of people jumped off the bandwagon and said that he was a never was and all hype. Uh, that was a phenomenal knockout. And yeah, yeah he's not fighting top tier guys. But Absolutely. And that's the thing, right? There's been a step back, back in competition. Yeah. There's been a step back in
2: competition and maybe he needed that, but eventually he's going to have to go back to that level where all these new tactics, he's going to have to implement them into um, his approach, he's going to have to implement them into his approach with tougher fights.
0: Speaking of Aaron Pico, by the way, I want to give a shout out to our team online, the ESPN.com MMA team. Today, do you see the unveiled a list that he, you have long not been a part of? The top 25 under 25 fighters oh, in yeah, MMA never, right uh, now. Chiefs is Pico, still in the under 25? Amazingly, right? He's 24. Unbelievable, because he's been fighting. It seems like he's been around forever already. He comes in at number four. Any guesses? As, I mean, it's tough to put you on the spot like this. Number one? It's really well, first hard.
2: off, like, I I don't really know. Like, I mean, I the really ages, don't yeah, know. It's tough. Well, I don't really know many people. Like, I just try to figure it out. Like, right before I do the fights, I do my research and I learn. But
0: you call me. You say, yo, I need to know. Let me call. think.
2: Let me think. Under 25. I don't think um, you're going to get
0: it. Not because he's not. That worked. was
2: a gal that fought last
0: week, and that's pretty good. She might She's be on number, one. She McKenna, number one. She's number one. What's her who, name? Uh, Court McKenna and Kay Hansen. Court McKenna, oh, she's
2: them. number one. Court McKenna is number one.
0: No, she's not. She's uh
2: wait. Who did those rankings? Uh, it's blasphemous.
0: Wait, no, Jordan is not number <laughs> you don't one. Know her name this for God's sake.
2: Hey, this is blasphemy. It, right Crute. away, those rankings are not good because she's not number one. After that performance last weekend, there's no way anybody should be ranked above her.
0: Jimmy Crute, number one.
2: Okay, well maybe I'll consider yeah. those rankings a little bit because <laughs> Jimmy Crute is good. I Jim- forgot Jimmy Crute, but. 24. Corey McKinnis. Cor I'm <laughs> telling you. Corey McKinnis
0: should be right up there, top two or three. Isn't that a basketball Jimmy player? Here. Edmund Shabazian, number two. Uh, oh, I so- forgot
2: about him, too. Yeah, Edmund Shabazian. He should be, like, number one.
0: Songya Dong, number three, product of alpha male, like Corey McKenna. Number four is Aaron Pico. Number five, Brendan Allen. So a lot of the uh, the under-25ers. Wait, wait.
2: Brendan Allen should be number one. He's from Louisiana. Yeah, Brendan Allen, up. Louisiana, right?
0: He just lost he badly. Report. He right. Just lost, uh I mean, I don't know. What are you asking me? Is he Wow, is he from Is he from North Louisiana? I don't know. I have to look oh, this, this up.
2: These are the type of things that you
0: normally know off the top of your head. Oh,
2: this guy's falling off. Oh, he's falling off.
0: He's uh I don't know. I don't Bo's know. Bosier
2: City, Louisiana. No, a, I'm,
0: I'm sitting here on, on an island by myself. I know he trains out of Sanford MMA. If anyone wants to help me out with the whereabouts <laughs> of one, <what, laughs> Brendan Allen. Anyway, go check out that list. All right. It's on.comslash. Okay, uh, I, I, sure. hey, I was going say for you. Yeah.
2: Good job to the MMA team. And, you know, talking about Aaron Pico, hey, shout out to Jordan Burroughs, the greatest wrestler of this generation. Last weekend, he took on a very tough Zahid Valencia and beat him in an all star match. Kid outweighed him by about 12 pounds. You know, for years, I've talked about Jordan Burrows. talked about Jordan Burrows with the Russians, saying he could beat all the Russians. Everybody chose against Mario. Like you, hey, I had a chance to say, y'all must have forgot. Uh, and Jordan Burrows, he went out there and did his thing and won again, man. So, yeah, big shout out to Jordan Burrows for getting it done yeah. again.
0: Shout out to Jordan Burroughs, one of the all-time greats. Hey, shout out to your hairline last week you uh oh boy
2: did you see that
0: did you, you see that you revealed
2: you remember that man i cannot photo, believe you
0: screen grabbed me you by the screen way, pho- me? photos that i've been holding on to why did you do that legit, almost seven years january of 2015 you called me right before ryan bader versus anthony johnson at the prudential center in newark and you're like all right look at this look what happened to me i just went to a random barbershop in newark look what they did and of course of course, I screen grabbed it. They, what did they do? Tell us what they have, because this has never so, happened to me. I've I walk to this place hairline. in
2: Newark. I walk yes. into this place in Newark, and they're cutting my hair, and I could feel the guy like putting these hair follicles in there and like paint. It was almost like paint, and he starts like building my edge up. And at first, I'm looking at it like, you know, like I'm kind of looking good, but then I started thinking. People may notice that this is not my real hairline, you know, like started to get a little bit worried. I started to have the, the Carlos Boozer situation started to sleep <laughs> into my head. And I was like, you know, I don't want to keep this. But if I should probably ask someone for an opinion. So I called you thinking I could trust you. You screen grab me. <laughs> you screen grab me.
0: And At they least just I hold had- on- seven years.
2: Was it, was it because I got you catfished that one night when for dinner when they were like, order something? I was like, eat fried catfish. And you were like, I can't believe you gave me fried catfish. I mean, this is the bottom It fish, just felt catfish. like a
0: good time to, to reveal it and bring back some good memories. So wait, what did you do? Did you wash it off? Bro, I was in the bathroom,
2: like really scrubbing it. Like I was having to scrub <laughs> it out of my hair. And when I went on the show that night, it still was there a little bit. So if anybody can find the show from that fight night, it, it was still kind of in there. Like I still one of my greatest shows because i felt like i just looked so much younger you and i you bring it back now
0: now that the island is gone
2: uh, no man i'm good i'm good with You're the good. shaved head like it takes You're five good. minutes i literally it takes Easy. five minutes for me to just shave and buzz my head i love it
0: you don't have to do the whole fade nonsense all that i mean who needs sitting to in the barber
2: that? chair having to go meet people having to deal with the the fact that you just look ridiculous when you get a haircut like i, I don't know why i don't know why i waited so long because honestly if i gotta say so myself I'd be remiss if I didn't say I, I look very good right you now, good. you know. I think the ball head thing it fits me.
0: It fits and me. you know, you said I said you had a horrible weekend, and in many respects you did, um, even more so than a weekend because the whole PS5 thing. But you <laughs> did have one great thing happen to you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you were finally—I don't know how this is possible—20 years later introduced to the legend Larry David.
2: Yeah, yeah, I started watching Pardon What is it called? What is it called? Pardon in the interruption? Oh, I know. Curve your enthusiasm. Curve your enthusiasm. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Oh, my God. Cut, 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 down. Cut down, cut down. <laughs> yes yes i watch curvy enthusiasm it's my favorite show in the world bro. you never saw this show no it's fantastic this larry david is out of his mind bro he's out of his mind he really he really kind of reminds me of you a little bit
0: i'll take that as he, a compliment i think really a lot of people th- well think it's a compliment. you don't have
2: his money so it's like don't be too complimented but like the fact the way he acts like he's very like neurotic and the way that he acts i'm like wow this is ariel <laughs> Ariel acts like this. He acts like this. I can't believe
0: it took you this long to watch this.
2: Well, I and I and I love Seinfeld. Like yes. I love Seinfeld. I just didn't know that it would be good, but it's really good. It, it's so, real good.
0: So you're like binging it now. You you you're done with the Beverly Hillbillies. You're on to oh yeah. Part I'm over, of the I've been over the Beverly
2: Hillbillies for months, man. I just it, it became Pti, too much. it's a great show. So I think <laughs> I do like Pti. I plays every <laughs> day at four o'clock. So. Shut up. I
0: just, I got confused in my words. Kirby Enthusiasm. 20 years later, this guy, are you starting from the... Have beginning? you watched it all? Of course I watched it. It's like a, it's one of the greatest TV shows of all time. One of the greatest sitcoms. Not as good as Seinfeld, I will say. Nothing will ever be as Close, good as Seinfeld, man. But it's close. It's in the conversation. The earlier... Jamie J.B.
2: Smooth, what's his name? Jamie Smoove's character, uh, something... What's his name? Something black? Oh, He's the best. gosh. He's uh, so funny. Leon. Leon Black. Leon, Leon, Black is Leon. <laughs> Leon Black is the man, dog. He's the man. I love that show. I love it.
0: Well, that, that warmed my heart when you said that. You know, I felt like you wanted to maybe get a little closer to Jewish culture because you...
2: I actually started. I asked, I asked somebody. I asked Brad Slater. I go, hey, do 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 most you, Jewish man. guys act like Larry David? <laughs> Ariel does. We both <laughs> say that. said, as Ariel does, he goes, Ariel does. He acts the same. Like hey, I'll, take I'll take it. You guys both you act like that. Very weird.
0: DC, we've been doing this show for uh, almost an hour. Oh, actually, a little bit over an hour. Still not as long as uh, it took for Nevada to figure out the replay on Saturday night. Still not as long. Could you believe that? Did you see that? (laughs) Did you see that? Like, that was crazy.
2: And then, well, so so one of the issues for me is, right, and I had to, like, really be careful with the way I talk about these commentators. Because – I said something about Sergio Mora and Joe Testator once, and oh, they just went that. crazy on me. You remember that?
0: I remember that. Everybody yes. got
2: all mad. Like, you know, I'm just trying to tell you the truth. Like, if if you, I should be telling you. I mean, I do it. Now nah, I don't mind taking criticism, but Tim Bradley and Joe Tessator were so mad. They were so mad, and I'm watching it. And there were times where they kind of came together. Doesn't look like it was the headbutt that caused the cut, but you knew, right? You knew dealing with Nevada all these years, there was no way they were going to change that. They was like, we could have, we could have saved 30 minutes because there was no way they were going to change that. It was like, everybody's upset, but, you know that that call wasn't getting changed and ultimately it didn't get changed. And the, the one that was being reasonable was Dre, right? Andre Ward was like, guys, let's just wait till we get a decision, right? Cause he can feel it. He could he can feel it in his bones. Andre Ward's so like in tune with boxing that his spidey sense might've been like tingling, like this ain't getting changed. So if we go so far left, we're going to look like idiots when they don't change his call. So he was kind of like trying to bring Bradley and Testator back a little bit. And eventually call wouldn't change. Could you imagine
0: your boy Atlas on there? They would have oh never went off air. Teddy Atlas would have been talking to him like 4 in the morning if he was doing it. That would have been amazing. Uh, I feel bad for that kid, Maloney. But mm-hmm. shout out to uh, Terrence Crawford. Another great performance. Hopefully we get to see him fight he either. Hey, Terrence Manny Crawford.
2: Pacquiao. Terrence Crawford's sons, fantastic wrestlers. You would not believe mm-hmm. how good his kids are as wrestlers. They've got a great little club out of Omaha. We see them on the national scene for our youth. T-Bud has some some little boys that are insane wrestlers. Wow. And listen, Crawford himself was a good little wrestler when he was growing up. And that was another classic Terrence Crawford performance on Saturday. The right hook didn't look that bad until you watch it in slow motion and he just starts Kel Brook.
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple.
0: We're out of time, D.C. Another wait, what? Show. Yeah, it flies by. It really does. We're going to wait a whole seven days. By, We're, by getting into it. We're getting into it. By into the boxing. time we talk next week, James Harden will be a net. Who knows what will be going I'll on be, with you? I'll, I'll be rooting for the nets, too.
2: Yeah, sure James <laughs> Harden goes to the nets. I'm out. If, Houston, if the Houston Rockets trade James Harden, I'm out, Doug. I'm out. Okay. I'm out. Like, I don't, I'm not rooting for the Rockets. If the Rockets trade James Harden and Russell Westbrook in the span of a month, I'm out, Ariel. It's over. Like, nobody does that. And also, Daryl Morey, I hate – I Daryl Morey, I can't stand you. Like, <laughs> I can Daryl Morey, you actually screwed us so bad. Like, you got rid of everything. We have no draft picks. We have no draft picks and no tradable assets. Like, what in the world did this dude do to us, man? Like, come on, man. Analytics. Hey, just building a team off of analytics. Who, he. I know. You know he created this. He created analytics. This dude, like, made up this whole analytic approach to basketball, and now we stuck with no draft picks or players to trade or bring people in. Like, Daryl Morris screwed us, man.
0: I'd almost feel bad for you, but the way in which you started today's show makes me never want to feel bad for you, all right? So on Tyler that note... Murray. Oh, Safe travels to Las Vegas, UFC 255. I look forward to you being on the call, getting me on the broadcast. You can mention me. You can put my tweet. It doesn't matter. Just make it happen, <laughs> my man. And th- <laughs> the, Texans, the Texans
2: traded DeAndre Hopkins.
0: And but thank that's you.
2: Thing. To oh, what Man's they got team. going on in Texas? What they got going on in Texas in terms of upper management? This is crazy.
0: Thank you to Manscaped. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to everyone who continues to rate, download, subscribe, and review to the program. Back next week, save time and place. Until then, we say peace. We're out of here.